0: Search for the semantics, but you're asking no wrong questions
1: And welcome to Wake Up and Smell the Coffee with Lizzie Daly and Tom the Blowfish Heard. That's me. Now, this series of podcasts is being brought to you by globalwakeup.com, and the whole idea here is to blow the lid on some conservation stories, some environmental stories, and let you look at the world in a brand new and frankly fantastic way. So, in this episode of Wake Up and Smell the Coffee, we are talking single-use single planet okay now this is all based on the love affair if you will with the human species and plastic waste or more specifically single use plastic waste so these are items that you will use in your life once you know the clues in the name so you're talking about plastic bottles you're talking about coffee cups you're talking about shopping bags that kind of thing i'm sure all you out there have heard about it but what about you lizzie you know about single use
0: of course of course everyone knows about single use in 2018 surely tom
1: well it has been made word of the year
0: yes i heard this in the collins dictionary
1: i don't how can it be word of the year it's two words
0: It is too weird, but don't tell the Collins Dictionary that. Absolutely. But it makes sense, right? I mean, of course, after the release of Blue Planet 2, it is such a big theme at the moment.
1: It has become a a real watchword now in in our society when we talk about single-use plastics. And it's so strange that suddenly now, as it's become more into the public realm it's like the you know the elephant in the room isn't it suddenly now everyone's noticing oh what about this what about that and that all you you start to tune in on all these single use pieces of our life and uh, i mean as a marine biologist we've known about the problems with with plastic for a while but i think now it's it's kind of gone it's it's in the sequel section now it's it's had its blockbuster start and now it's moved into the sequel if not the trilogy because for us we're now looking at the tiny particles down in the ocean of plastics but Lizzie I know you you're a big fan of seabirds what kind of plastics issues have you seen directly with seabirds?
0: Yeah absolutely um I mean you made a very good point there it's that it's kind of become part of everybody's day-to-day right in their day-to-day they're starting to noticing how easy it is to use a single-use plastic and yeah it's funny because you know from the isles of a local supermarket to the islands off of Wales I spent a lot of time in Pembrokeshire where there are some of the biggest bird colonies you know in the world actually shearwaters as we know amazing birds hugely migratory um go down all the way to to south america back up north and do that full circle in a year you know 3000 plus miles Per per year, it's an incredible journey, and yeah, we know so much about how shearwaters are one of the few one of the species that ingest the most plastic. Um, I've seen it firsthand on Skomer Island, where it is the largest colony of Manx shearwaters in the world. It is it's really disappointing. It's really sad to see um, gannets as well. The third third largest colony. Have you been to Grasshome Island? No, you- not yet. No. Tom, you would love it. But unfortunately, all this netting, um, all this fishing liner in these nests of these birds, it's really sad.
1: I think the the way that plastics and single-use plastics have come to the fore for uh, the general public has been the plastic bag. You know, the plastic bag has been the poster boy, if you will. And I was talking about this the other day, about the fact that when people now see a plastic bag, they think, oh, yeah, you know, that affects turtles. They've made the connection. And I think the same thing happens with seabirds. You don't need to be a marine biologist, a biologist, environmentalist, to see a seabird with a crisp packet in its mouth and know that it's wrong. But one of the, the worst things that we've seen as marine biologists is the, as I say, you know, I've just talked about the the blockbuster start of single yeah. use plastics. It's how they've broken down and how they've permeated right down into the ocean. So, obviously, you know, you've got your plastic bags, you've got uh, you know your old coffee cups or whatever they are. But then we've got the microplastics, microfibers and nurdles, right and a uh, whole
0: nother scale then right
1: well, yeah absolutely, and these are actually things which we define by their size, mm. so a microplastic is anything under five millimeters, and a microfiber is of course much much more than five millimeters, they can go down into the the nanometers, these things microfibres come from your clothes. And nurdles, which is a fantastic name.
0: It's a lovely name, but it's also really evil. It's
1: horrible, isn't it? And I know that in our roles, both of us as Ocean Ambassadors from Marine Conservation Society, we've been on beaches, haven't we, doing the beach cleans?
0: Yeah, yeah, with the Marine Conservation Society Uh, every year.
1: And have you been in a nurdle hole yet?
0: Yeah. I've collected (laughs) so many nurdles on beach cleans.
1: For those of you that are wondering what we're talking about, a nurdle is essentially a man-made single-use plastic if you will it's a man-made micro plastic uh nurdles look like um how do you describe them almost they almost look like sweets don't they they're tiny little multi-colored pieces of plastic
0: if you have fish for fish food do you ever yes. have those tiny little pellets yes right? well said yeah mu- multi-colored um as you say anywhere up to five millimeters in size mm. when you've been on your beach cleans have you found nurdles more than anything else yeah. what's been the main thing you found
1: it's been nurdles mm. there's two two things that we find though, sorry that i think we find the most are the nurdles and then uh, fishing waste uh, because the nurdles as i say they are man-made microplastics they're already small we were meant to use them to create bigger plastics They're you know they're melted down and formed into plastic bottles or you know boxes whatever you want but as soon as they get out into the ocean or anywhere they just they just dissipate and yes on a beach you can see that that big piece of waste can't you and you pick it up but when you get into a nurdle hole you could spend two hours (laughs) in like a six inch square area just picking out these tiny nurdles and that's that's just how deeply embedded microplastics have become on a beach Mm. you know this is something that people visit we now know that these microplastics have reached the deepest parts of the ocean Mm. you know we're talking the Marianas Trench that's Wrong, I mean it's insane.
0: It, yeah, I, I mean it's hard to measure. I think that this is the most daunting thing, and I, I'm I'm sure you feel the same, Tom. It's you know, as a member of the public, you read about, I guess, the more obvious items such as your plastic bags, your straws, and all the rest of that. But when you start to learn about how you know we're still producing plastic today, that's then eventually going to become a microplastic. And we have all these primary microplastics as well, such as your noodles, entering our oceans, breaking down into these tiny micro fragments. It doesn't leave the best, most positive image, does it, of the future of our world? And of course, it's that whole question of, are we ever going to get to the point where you and I are ingesting plastic?
1: Well, I think that point has been and gone. And I know that there was uh, some news stories recently or earlier uh, in this year about plastic particles now being found in humans, certainly before we found the telltale signatures of plastic in humans. And and this is the problem, that as these microplastics have got smaller and smaller and smaller, they are being ingested by fish. That kind of makes sense. You know, we know that they're eating them. You talked about the shearwaters and them eating the plastics. But they have... Once they get down to that small size they start to have this incredible effect on the oceans. For one, the plastics themselves act as chemical sponges so they will pick up and dish out nasty things like methyl mercury, PCBs, uh, DDT these are all you know vicious chemicals I mean DDT's nearly wiped out the uh, predatory bird population in the UK right. you know a few years ago and we know they're bad. So the plastics harbor these. So that means that if you eat it, if you're a fish or a shrimp or whatever and you eat it, that that's going inside you. You're taking in this basically (laughs) hamburger of doom. (laughs) That's what it is.
0: Don't do it. Yeah, it's like
1: a burger of doom. Yeah. But they're getting smaller again. And we're starting now to see these pieces of plastic which are, you know, nano nanoparticles Mm. that are starting to bind with the exoskeletons of crabs exoskeletons of shrimps they're even starting to stick to the silica shells of diatoms now as you know diatoms photosynthesize they make what we believe to be somewhere between 50 and 80 percent of our oxygen and they are essentially cabbages in greenhouses but they make their own greenhouse. Right. Now, the nice thing about that greenhouse is nothing can grow in it. If you're a cabbage, you don't want any light being blocked on the way in. So, winner, winner, chicken dinner. But this is the problem. The microplastics are sticking to the shells of these diatoms and they're blocking out the light, they're hampering photosynthesis. And, you know, you take that down the line, that's affecting our oxygen. Yeah. I mean, how insidious has this got? From from what? What are we talking about? We're talking about coffee cups, um, just what?
0: Plastic bags, plastic bottles, yeah. everything. um It all really comes down to the single use. Do you know that's interesting? You you mentioned there about chemicals, and I'm going to bring it back to birds because, as you go, know, go for love it. seabirds. Get stuck. In. Did you know I've seen all three species of puffin? Are you jealous?
1: That you're kind of like the the real Absolutely. world Pokemon master.
0: Oh, puffins!
1: Gotta catch catch them all, puffin man.
0: <laughs> so there's three species of puffin. There's the horn puffin, of course you know this. Tom tufted puffin, and the Atlantic puffin. Which, by the way, I'm not very good with seabirds. Oh, you just said that. <laughs> it's okay. We'll move on. You will be after this. Right? Absolutely. Um, but I, I was very lucky to um if the other so the horn puffin and the tufted puffin can be found in Southeast Alaska. Right, this remote location. And what was mad to me, you know, I found out about a study there, a decade of research where they found even in these birds and in the eggs of a lot of these puffins, a lot of the birds there, they have this chemical. So endocrine disrupting, I can never say it, phthalates from plastic. So that one of those harmful chemicals, right?
1: And endocrine is hormones. Yeah, so it's development, right. it's puberty, it's exactly. that kind of thing.
0: Exactly, and um, a lot of the local people, so they're called Clinkit people, they have for a very long time eaten the eggs of a lot of these birds, so like the guillemots and the puffins there, um, and essentially that then is being ingested by the local people. And this, it's it's mad to me that in a, in a remote location, you know, you think here in the UK typically would have a lot more plastic and microplastics and chemicals on that scale causing these issues, but this is absolutely a global issue and that's kind of why for me seabirds are really that symbol that of this issue I think because they do connect all of us no matter where we are you know across all our oceans. Mm.
1: It's funny you talk about the remoteness of plastics and and the impact that they've had. Uh, There is uh, an island in truly in the middle of the pacific right how you, in the
0: middle the can, very can you middle. tell me how many just, how just much middle?
1: imagine the middle and imagine the middle of the middle oh yeah wow yes
0: mind blown exactly
1: it's called henderson island science <laughs> no geography, <laughs> geography. <laughs> <laughs> see see stay stay on topic this is what, what, what were we talking about oh yes henderson island in absolutely the smack middle of the Pacific, uninhabited island, mm. it's um, thirty-two kilometers square. So, give or take, it's about the same size as like the town centre of, say, Preston. Wow! It's not big; mm. thirty-two kilometers square is not big. But on this uninhabited island, what should be a paradise—in fact, I think it's even meant to be listed as a UNESCO World Heritage site—wow! There's estimated to be thirty-eight million pieces of plastic. Gosh! Now, a lot of it. Is fishing waste, and we do know that a lot of the visible pieces of plastic we see in the ocean, and of course, as we just said, uh, just said, they break down, so we know where they're going. But we do know that a lot of waste in the ocean is fishing waste, and that's something for that industry to get hold of. But when you know, um, we've both we've both been been around the place, we've been around the world, seen yeah. some mad things. I mean, for me, I remember when I was in I was in Komodo, okay, where the dragons are
0: yeah this. it's yeah. very nice
1: oh, yeah. uh diving on uh coral reefs mm. so this is the coral triangle it's meant to be you know muy when it comes to coral reefs Beautiful. oh yeah but we're in this you know you're in it's almost difficult to say i can't really it, it just seems so mad it seems so mad to say it but we're in this perfect place this area that's protected it's it's a, a national park it's in the middle of genuinely nowhere i've just been diving in manta rays all this kind of stuff and you come up out of the water and there on the shoreline isn't just a piece of plastic but there is a lot of plastic and i think what really 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 brings it home for me and this is again this just kind of shows the human mind you look at something and maybe you see cantonese writing on it or um you recognize it to be indian writing and you think oh you know oh, they've thrown it away but then you see something that you recognize like a crisp packet mm. that you can read and you think, hang on, that could be mine. And and when you're that far away, I mean I know you've just said about um going looking at these puffins and the effect that's had. But have you have you, either in Pembrokeshire or elsewhere, have you ever been somewhere that you think this is about as perfect paradise can be? And then suddenly, bang, there's the plastic waste.
0: Yeah, t- again it it has to be the location of Southeast Alaska. It was um it, it was a few teams I met there, and obviously plastics is such a hot topic but i think i think one of the most amazing things that's come from this is that there's been a lot more research and a lot more questions being asked uh, first and foremost is actually how much plastic is out there i still don't think we've even touched that you know began with how much actually is out there number two what is the long-term effect of that and as you mentioned the chemicals of that different types of plastics we you know there's loads of different types of them and um, and and how much harm will they cause long term and i don't think really any of those questions have been answered and you know I went to southeast alaska where there was these glaciers these glacial ice and even in in the glacial ice and even in the you know this just absolutely stunning location there was microplastics in yeah. it and it's like you can't escape it wherever you go and i for us right we dedicate our lives learning about it trying to understand these problems and communicating that to other people but you know if i ask you one of your family members or your friends who just has a you know a member of the public let's say how daunting must it be for them as a consumer to see that? And, and what would you, I guess, recommend for them to do to help this issue of plastic?
1: I think you've hit the nail really nicely on the head there that it is it is so massive. Mm. And it's it's a bit of a Pandora's box as well, isn't it? Because the more you look into it, the more kind of terrifying it becomes. But I think also the more we look into it, the more we, we realise what we can do. Um,
0: What's the uh, biggest thing for you? What's the biggest thing for you? Let's start. Let's start with you with and your day to day. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I th- I really do think I've always had a a big thing about finding the 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 halfway happy, finding the compromise. And the thing that really grinds my gears about plas- single use plastics. i have got to be make sure we say that because there's a lot of plastics we have in our home that are great, that are doing a fantastic job. No worries. But you keep them for. Forever.
0: Right, exactly. Don't you? You
1: Because that's what's great about plastic. It persists. But we are talking about convenience. Mm -hmm. And that is what sucks. Because if you didn't know any better, you know, a, a prime example that I absolutely despise are the uh the salads that you get in plastic cases oh my with, gosh <laughs> yeah we're already there i'm not even finished <laughs> this is just going to be just a, a tirade of just anger now <laughs> for you but it, you you're there with me you get a salad in a plastic case with a plastic pot containing uh, your, your dressing whatever with a plastic bag containing plastic knife and fork
0: oh it's the it grinds my gears isn't it it's horrendous it's so annoying and it's
1: usually someone going I'm going to take the salad for the healthy choice yeah (laughs) not for the ocean you haven't sunshine (laughs) what have you done that is a nuclear Um. bomb of plastic but it's so I mean that is just convenience that is two minutes and that's what really really is the most annoying thing is that we're not turning around and I say this to kids all the time I say look You know, when I ask you to make a difference, I'm not asking you to put down, you know, never use your smartphone again. Don't play on your computer games. Never go on holiday. I'm asking you, just like you take your phone with you wherever you go, take a reusable cup with you everywhere you go. Yeah. Bang. How hard is that? It's nothing. And that's what it is. It's just these small changes. So I think I'd look to try and get people into making those small changes. Because as soon as they realise, I think, that there is an option, And I think this is really important as well. Um, And, I mean, big shout out to companies uh, like Deakin and Blue, Fourth Element, uh, other companies are available that make clothing and adventure clothing and adventure wear out of reused ocean plastics. You know, as soon as you realise that actually there are alternative choices out there that we can take and use and we maybe still get our convenience and we still get, you know, our cake and eat it, yeah. bang. But you have to give people that second choice. You, there's no good walking up to them and say, you can't have that coffee because yeah. it's in a unreusable cup. You need to say, you can have that coffee
0: in this reusable cup. Yes, and it's nice, and it's from Global Wake Cup, and uh, 10% of it goes from Marine Co- I'm joking, of course, but it does. Um, but in the theme of that, actually... Um, It's interesting because I find in society, and you may find this, tell me if I'm wrong, people feel ashamed if they have a single-use plastic item. I have had friends before that I go on to them so much about the importance of having a reusable coffee cup, as you say it's so easy to do. And there's almost like this kind of embarrassment and shame if you have a single use plastic cup. And that's why it is so important, right, to provide that alternative. Because yeah. it's it's odd. Do you, have you seen that?
1: I have. It you know, it almost needs its own name. It's like plastic shame or plastic plas- shame. Plastic shame. There we go. In the Hashtag dictionary. Plastic shame. Let's uh, put it in there. <laughs> well, get comments on the phone, quick. Oi. <laughs> that's single use. We don't want plastic. Shame. Uh, yeah, the that's great because I think that's obviously like the 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 world or certainly the public waking up to the issue that's a- ahead of them, and you know, win a winner a chicken dinner as far as far as that's concerned. If you're feeling shame, you know you can do better. But people still need to be given that option to do better. I think that's really, really key. You're not going to win anyone over by just shouting people down. You're going to win them over by saying, look, less of column A, a little bit more of of column B.
0: Yeah. Um, While we're actually speaking about new words for their dictionary, did you hear that alongside um, single use, this year another word went into the dictionary, plogging?
1: Plogging. Have you I'm, heard of I that? I know about plogging. So
0: what's plogging?
1: Plogging is uh, litter picking while jogging, isn't it?
0: In Scandinavia. In
1: Scandinavia. But you're talking about a country there that does so well with its recycling, it has to import new recycling.
0: <laughs> and get people to exercise at the same time. Oh,
1: it's fantastic. It's great. But I doesn't it. it go to show that, bang, it's that easy to mm. do? It's small changes. It's making people aware of those changes. And I think that right now we need to... It's a shame that it has come to this, but I think right now we need to start imposing real, you know, real... I hate to, you know, talk about government and stuff, but that it has been more now than just plastic shame it has to actually be real functional action there is nothing worse for me as a conservationist uh, when I learn something because you're always learning something you know that's a brilliant thing about life and then you change and you adapt and this that and the other there's nothing worse for me than seeing people learn something and go oh that's horrible and then carry on doing what they're doing anyway it's like you know those people that say oh I'm going to quit smoking as they've got a cigarette in the mouth yeah. you know this is giving me cancer but I'm cool with it it's like no what what So, you know, I think that it's time that perhaps there is a bigger impact to the effects of single-use plastic. I mean, right now, there you know, changes to single-use plastic really come at the behest of the people doing them. I, I was popped into a well-known coffee chain the other day with my reusable cup, obviously. Fantastic. Absolutely, did I did. Did you get
0: money off that by bringing that in then?
1: Um, you've got to ask for it. You've got to remind them. No. Yeah. You've got to remind them, oh, you're meant to give me 20p off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind See, of thing. It's naughty, It's isn't a it?
0: chain, isn't it, right? Oh, yeah, it's, it's the people, it's the retailers, and it's the, it's everybody.
1: It's very naughty. But the person I was with didn't have a reusable cup. So I said, "Look, I said, you know, you can't recycle these coffee cups," and they're they're an intelligent, uh, well-read person, and like, why can't I? I Thought it's just cardboard, and you're like, no, you've got a, you know, it's cardboard laced with this plastic, and you're trying to explain it, and so, but it's got this little symbol on it. it's like that doesn't necessarily mean, it's and you think, hang on a minute, why am I going through this big long spiel to try and explain this nonsense anyway? They asked They asked the the staff, they said, is this cup recyclable? And they said, oh, well, if you bring it back to us, we will then recycle it. So how do I know you will? Mm. You know, there needs to now be a real impact. There was talk uh, a while back now, and it seemed to, you know, rise on that crest of Blue Planet 2, about the latte levy, yes, or the yes. latte levy. How do you say it? It's latte or latte?
0: Latte, but I'm Welsh, latte. so... It's latte. kind of in the middle I'll have a latte I'll have a latte I'll have Extra latte. froth on
1: the latte Oh no I'm not paying more for the extra froth <laughs> But I, I thought that was a really good idea mm. You know the, the premise of it was We're going to charge you more for having a uh, Their, their single use cups We're going to charge you more for having single use cups With the impact being saving the world So you know a Pretty decent it's, payoff yeah. It's a pretty decent payoff <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's worked, hasn't it, with plastic bags? Because I remember, um, wh- I mean, I'm passing this well over to you, Wales, of course, mm. was the first country to say, in the UK, to say, bang, we're not doing this anymore, yeah. wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and uh, funnily enough, very interesting, because I, I had a conversation recently about a number of companies in Wales actually continuing to buy uh, plastic plastic bottles and plastic coffee cups and actually the, that figure um, if you look oh gosh it was through it was through a Welsh government site that I, I, I read up on it but um, there hasn't actually been any change on a higher level um, apart from plastic bags mm. as to the amount of plastic bottles or disposable cups that are being bought and in, in theme of that in Cardiff I've tried to ban plastic straws yes, this I've year seen.
1: you've been working very like, hard
0: it's called do you suck my campaign is like kind of, you know, direct at them. You know, it's going to spread, I'm <laughs> <and hopefully.
1: laughs> good, good line. But good it's line. great,
0: it gets their attention. The problem that I'm having is that a lot of the people I chat to are more than happy. To not use a straw, um, or use an alternative, there are plenty out there now. You get your bamboo straws, which are amazing, um, your stainless steel straws, which you can take with you forever. Um, but the companies, a lot of the companies I approached directly, I went in and said, you know, can you can you take straws out or think of an alternative or um, only on request? They just said no. They absolutely said no. And and what I'm finding really, you know, um difficult to swallow, I guess, is that is that plastics, we know it's an issue now. We knew it was an issue like a decade ago. And way before that, we need a bit of urgency. And as consumers absolutely we are saying we want change but i do feel that we need more urgency at a higher level it's no good saying you're going to ban plastic straws by 2022 or you know put tax on single use items in four years time it's not good enough and it's too late saying that saying that because i always like to turn it to a positive the general gist is that people do want to use less plastic and they do want to make a change
1: Mm, yeah i mean moving forward uh you know where where do we go from here and i think it's great actually you just mentioned about going and having a very reasonable conversation with a company saying you know what this not so great how about this a little bit better no yeah, no, it's no. just i um i'm very proud to have offered some environmental advice to a rock and mate uh, a rock and bear a rock and metal radio station oh, that contact cool. uh, that uh contacted me and said look They're a small company, really, really small. They're owned by their members who who listen to them, and they do gigs. Now, gigs are a classic place for the plastic pint cups, the plastic bottles, the waste, the waste, the waste. And they contacted me, a tiny little company, that are grafting really hard with passion, to say, how can we stop this? How can we do this, this, this? And I had to turn around and say, look, you're going to have to do this, you're going to have to do that, no plastic bottles. And they did it.
0: That's they fantastic.
1: Just, I mean, a round of applause to them.
0: Mm. Actually, yes. Thank Let's you, Let's do it. Let's do it. Well
1: done, Primordial Radio. But I love that. that. Well, it, But there you go. And I, I went to the cricket recently uh, at Lord's and they had reusable pint uh, mugs there. Brilliant. So it, it is doable. And when you think that the, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which is the largest of the five garbage patches, people think there's only one, there's five, mm. It now, we used to think it was about the size of the state of Texas, which is enormous. 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 We now know it's actually the size of the country of Mongolia. So that has got to come out. And as well as stuff we're doing on the grassroots, there's then, you know, the things that are going on out in the world there. There's a company called Seabins, who are making these really clever... They are bins. They are sea bins. They're these clever little uh, filters that they put they in. Look,
0: yeah, they oh, look you, have you seen them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Aren't they clever? Yeah. I mean, they're little. For those of you that don't know, check out sea bins. They're put in harbours or areas of a lot of kind of boat waste, and they can even collect things like oil. It's really, really good. I suppose many people might have have you heard about this ocean cleanup? This this Dutch entrepreneur who's gone out to the Great Pacific Garbage Patch I mean what do you make of of that I mean that's if you talk about action that's about as big as it gets
0: yeah absolutely and it's um, dealing with because they help with microplastics as well right it's like a huge filter system essentially and I feel that that that's really dealing with a the real problem the nitty gritty of the problem on a much bigger scale and projects like that you've got to look at and go blinking heck that takes some inno- innovative forward thinking and it's, it's so nice to see I think and, and as you mentioned you know grassroots So i just i think i'd just like to to say at this point you know it really does everything does make a difference and and whether it's a huge project like that huge ocean cleanup out in one of the, you know the biggest places of uh, where we know there are a lot of plastic a lot of microplastics swirling around which to us at home you know it just seems bonkers to think about to, to those on the beach that are then going up and, and I read uh, about plastic bags on beaches and UK beaches have been, um, it's been a 22% reduce of plastic bags on UK beaches since the, the charge was put on plastic bags
1: Well there you go, straight away you can see an effect I mean we're talking about 100 billion coffee cups going to landfill every year, so you could fill the Royal Albert Hall a thousand times over with that
0: That is. Just think about that for a minute that is mental
1: of things that were in people's lives for an average of two minutes now and I think there you get that old classic i, I don't know who first coined it, but uh, there's a phrase uh, you, you know it's it's been used in memes a million times, but it's really really good uh and I think it goes some of the lines along the lines of a oh, one plastic straw won't make the difference mm. attributed to seven billion people. Mm. You know, and something I always say is that it's the smallest stones that start the avalanche. You know, you if you no longer use these plastics, then you you know plastic shame. Plastic shame plastic your mates. Shame. Plastic shame. Plastic shame your mates into using them and, and, and it's trickle down. So there's always something you can do, be it big or small, you you can make a difference in the simplest of ways. And just learning about what differences you can make. I would even say that if anyone listening to this is thinking, "Wow, this is a big issue. Oh, it almost seems insurmountable. What can I do?" Well, just get a reusable coffee cup.
0: Great start. Just that, yeah, that's it.
1: And I love the one as well about straws that you get a reusable straw because I've always thought, right, a straw. You know, okay, you you take your, your you know you go to a pub and or a, a club or whatever, and you get a glass glass. Fair enough, it's been through the heated machine and this yeah. and the other. But the straws. Yes are left out on the bar 24-7. So who knows what's been in that straw?
0: And to add to that, if microplastics are in the air, as is thought that they may be.
1: There you go. So you'd rather take a plastic straw that some (laughs) random drunk could have quite happily French kissed for 20 minutes at the end of the night. Got done. Yeah, exactly. Rather than having your own metal or bamboo straw in your pocket bang you know where that's come from bang you know where it's going bish bash bosh jobs are good
0: and you can clean it with a very small pipe cleaner which is just the most beautiful fun activity ever (laughs) you can buy it as a pack Right, we're well, going to have to put a latest away. Yeah, you can buy these straws. Absolutely, I I'm going to buy you one, Tom. Well,
1: it was the look on your face that I could see the pure joy of you <laughs> thinking about cleaning a straw with a pipe cleaner. But you know, it's there's now as queer as folk, <laughs> my dear.
0: And it's, I mean, yeah, it's exactly what you said from from personal little changes and even companies. So I read about uh, Pratamange rolling out free filtered water stations. You know, just to to fill up your water bottles, your reusable, you know, your water bottle that you have day to day. So, or
1: even without sounding, you know, like we're going back on uh, back on ourselves here, even that you you've got your single plastic bottle, mm-hmm. your single use plastic bottle, and you refill it and use it again. Yes, yeah. But anyway, any so many things, so many things that you can do. It's a big, big topic, but you can make the difference. So, Lizzie, there's a lot of chat there, but if you were to just shorten that down you know what's your take on plastics what are you doing about plastics and what's the positive thing that you're looking forward to
0: so it's very easy to feel so bogged down by plastics it's such a big issue across such a wide global scale Do not fear. Uh, Tom has just mentioned a few great things that you can do very easily. Very small changes. If I could suggest any one thing, it would be go on a beach clean. There's this two-minute beach clean that is just incredibly fun anyway. You're out with your mates or walking your dog. Um, Super easy to do. Go on a beach clean. um, And I would just say... I don't, I don't know what I'd say. In fact, I'm going to just... <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll
1: tell you what you'll say, Lizzie. You'll say, get stuck in and make a damn difference.
0: That is absolutely it.
1: There you go. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. To find out more, check out the globalwakeup.com website or indeed just have a good old search online for your ways to reduce plastic pollution because together... We can really show that plastic sucks. Oh, yes. Not just in Cardiff, but around the whole world. Say goodbye, Lizzie.
0: Goodbye, everybody.
1: Take care now. Bye bye then.
0: It's where every
1: day